Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 14th of February 2011. For newcomers, I do suggest you look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Help yourself to all the free audios that are available there for download. Remember, all those sites you see listed in the com site um, have the same audios. They, have this, they also have transcripts in English of a lot of the talks I've given for print up. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu, which is also listed on the com site. And while you're there, remember, you're the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on the advertisers who sell you things. So it's up to you to keep me going if you wish to. And uh, you can do so by buying the books and discs uh, that I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And remember, from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use a personal check. You can send cash. You can use an international postal money order to Canada from the U.S., from your post office. Uh, some people use PayPal. Just use the donation button you'll see on the com site, and it's got the list of prices and so on and next to it. And you can uh, send me the donation, followed by an email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. Same across the rest of the world. You've got the addition of Western Union, which is a direct wire transfer. It's a bit hefty in price, but uh, you can also use MoneyGram a bit cheaper. I think they also wire it, but they can give you the option of getting a check from them, which you post. It's far cheaper. Some people send cash still. And PayPal again to order. And remember, donations are really welcome as well because sometimes it's just the occasional donation that makes you take over and no more. And it really is no more. We talk on this show about, and it's not a show, I hate using the term show, we're not really given the, the term for it, but it's more of an educational format to explain the big system in which we live and to show people that nothing's happening by some kind of uh, uh, happenstance stumbling along evolutional idea. It's all planned this way because big business plans the future, their own future, and we're living in a big business. In fact, governments are just big businesses, and they have been for an awful long time. They use the tax money to fund their big projects, and it's far easier than getting the private investors to come on board with it. And once they've done that, they, they then do a public-private deal, sell it off to a few private partners for peanuts, and leave the taxpayers to keep maintaining it with cash. They pay for the maintenance and upkeep of things. That's what public-private partnership is all about. Professor Carl Quigley called this a feudal system, this new system coming in. Uh, Jack Zatali, who's a big chief of the, the United Nations, uh, also said the same thing in one of his books, Winners and Losers in the Coming New World Order, in the book Millennium. And that, that's an apt title for it because, you see, this system's been a feudal system, as quickly said, and most folk will be the losers. 
gradually they're getting rid of the middle classes as well. And um, yeah, of course, they, they never thought they'd sink down to this, the despair depths of the poor. And now it will shortly be their turn to be eradicated. Because in the true feudal system of even the Middle Ages, there was pretty well hardly any middle class whatsoever, except for those who run the merchant banking system. There were merchants and bankers. That was the only middle class that was left. In this new system, it's very, very similar, where the big bankers are working with the higher elite uh, altogether to keep the system going. And they redistribute the wealth, too, of the planet, and which really is just simply taking your cash to build their other big projects in other countries for their other private arms, because they have private arms and corporations in other countries as well. That's how the system really works. So welcome to the new feudal system, as they say. And we're back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, talking about the next step of the plan. And there's so many areas of the next step because they're, they're, they're doing a public-private deal now from uh, the big European parliament, the super parliament, the new Soviet system, which is not democratic at all. Uh, it, they're doing a, a deal to bring in more non-governmental organizations and even combining to an extent the, 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 the system of policing with NGOs and so on. It's just amazing what's happening in all different levels. And then, of course, we have the same thing happening with Canada and the U.S. as they merge uh, the continent together. I've got to remember back in 2005 in Canadian news, uh, they showed uh, the Prime Minister of Canada and the President of the U.S. and Mexico signing the first part of a five-year plan for integration. And that was wide open in the Canadian news and for the first time, too, the Council on Foreign Relations came forward as their own group, not just advisors to someone. They came forward as their own group with uh, the ex-vice um, or deputy prime minister of Canada uh, leading the charge. I think it was Axworthy or one of those guys who love axes and swords and things. Anyway, uh, he, he, um, he said that this, this was a, an attempt to bring uh, another sort of block, trading block together like Europe, similar to Europe, what's the same as Europe. And then, of course, the next year they came out with, with Fortress America and how the whole perimeter of Canada and the U.S. would have to uh, be under a central authority. That's been rehashed this year uh, when Harper just went down and signed a deal with uh, Obama. And uh, so they want this, this integration to continue. We know that now the FBI, CSIS of Canada, uh, RCMP and so on are all sharing the same data on all their citizens. So they have all the data on all of us shared by both sides of the border now. And uh, that's to get even deeper. And they use t- little terms like, like um, not, they don't like amalgamation. That's just too obvious to, to the people. It's just closer ties. The same terminology they used in Europe as they lied to the publics of all the countries year after year. So it's been done here. Now the police in the U.S. apparently can come across the border and do their work in Canada and vice versa. And it's so far gone, in fact, that high-level bureaucrats in the federal government can apply from Ottawa 
to Washington, D.C. to get an equivalent job there and vice versa. So we're really, for all intents and purposes, we're already integrated, especially when we're sharing import duties and all that kind of stuff from shipping from abroad. So as to get further and further uh, integrated and until they have what they want, which, of course, is what Karl Marx said too, uh, an integrated Europe under one parliamentary system, same for the United Americas, and then a conglomerate of the middle, the far eastern countries as well. That's what's happening today. And we're living through it. But it isn't just that. It isn't all to do just with, with, with cash and so on, and the so-called free travel of, of goods and labor across borders. It's also to do with um, a planned agenda of a different kind of system, a different world culture, uh, where all the old stuff would have to be destroyed, exactly the same as Marx, of course, which shouldn't surprise those who've really studied it to realize that the biggest uh, bankers and the wealthiest people on the planet were behind Marxism from the very beginning, and that the whole Soviet era was just a necessary part, they claim, to bring the, a whole bunch of countries up to speed, going through an industrial revolution into the next system. And as Lenin said himself, that the dictatorship period wouldn't last more than a generation, and then what would emerge would be something not quite capitalist, not quite communist. And that's what we're going into. They call it socialism to an extent, but it's a feudalistic type of socialism where, you know, the better types, those who have proven their Darwinian worth by getting to the top of the tree, and holding on to power and money through a few generations, uh, these are the ones who obviously are fittest to survive and rule over all the rest. The rest are to be managed in a scientific fashion. And that means no choices at all. Others, even founders of the Fabian Society, talked about this in great detail, where they mentioned that you will be chosen for the employment you do, and that your benefactors, these, these benefactors, these benevolent dictators will have running our lives, will basically, I mean, I'm talking about the tops of the NGO leaders and so on, uh, they will basically um, punish you when you're bad and you go against the system and reward you when you, you go along with it. It reminds me kind of like ancient Egypt, because you understand in ancient Egypt, you had a kind of similar system, full-blown system, where the money came into the top of the tree, uh, into the coffers of the high priest and the pharaoh, and they spent it, into existence by using labor and and uh, um, material and also using lots of slaves too. But the slaves themselves often wouldn't see themselves in those days as actual slaves. Uh, it was a socialistic type system where money was spent into the economy uh, and was the economy from the top down with big building projects. Nothing has really changed. And uh, we're going through a similar system. Now only it's a scientific dictatorship type system we're into where, you know, social workers and psychologists will, will help manage us all and uh, be a benevolent dictatorship, as they say. Now, many of the players, it's just interesting to me how the intergenerational uh, work of some of the families goes on and on and on. They don't leave uh, an, an ideology because they're in on the real ideology, even though their, their parents might be branded as Marxist, as the following guy, uh, as Ed Miliband, for instance, who's helping to run England. And um, his main family are from Poland, Germany, and Russia, the Soviet Russia. And many of his relatives worked in it for the Soviet system as scientists. And, of course, his dad was a, a Marxist uh, professor. But uh, he said in England, for instance, the government has a plan to cut jobs, but has no plan to replace those jobs. 
And then you go into what Mr. Clark said. This is another high chutzpah, the Justice Secretary of Britain. The middle classes are unaware of the scale of government spending cuts that will hit them this year, Justice Secretary Ken Clark said. And he said that the coalition, this is the, the combined government, the con game, to make them think that something's different about it, should be prepared for political difficulty when middle England feels the full impact. That's middle class England he's talking about. That is on the agenda, uh, same in the States as well. They have to get pretty well abolished eventually. He told the Daily Telegraph he did not envisage a quick rebound for an economy in a calamitous state. It's amazing, too, in a calamitous state, you can be spending billions all over the place and, and even paying for roads to be built in Poland and elsewhere under this wonderful European Union idea, but nothing in Britain, of course. So Labour leader Ed Miliband has said the coalition has not uh, thought out the implications of his strategy. Well, that's all nonsense. He's playing politics, so he knows exactly what the strategy is, and it's to eliminate the middle classes. They won't need them uh, when you run by uh, scientific technocrats, uh, the expertise in, in your, the mind, basically, and the proper kind of people, not the, the, uh, the ones we're used to, the front men we're used to. Anyway, says he told the BBC Radio Wales, what you see is a government which has a plan to get rid of jobs in the public sector, but not enough of a plan to reduce them in the private, or replace them in the private sector. Finding the balance between warning of tough economic times ahead on the one hand and holding at the prospect of better ones on the other has sometimes been tricky for the government. King Clark's views, which he expressed in similar terms before, puts him in the more pessimistic camp, believing that it will be a long haul back to economic recovery. Well, there's no sign of economic recovery, as you well know. Says he's, he is, of course, the former chancellor and describes himself in the interview as a deficit hawk, someone who believes the deficit must be tackled rigorously. Well, all you do is stop spending in foreign countries and stuff like that. He agrees with the current Chancellor and Prime Minister that cuts need to be made. The view from Downing Street is that David Cameron has also recently warned that this would be a tough year as those cuts begin to be implemented. You see, all the taxation that has to come in now has to be dumped on uh, the middle classes. And some of them are already paying well over half their wages uh, and then salaries to taxes every year. So they'll go down the tubes. And it's interesting to see them going down to, to the levels of people that they would never even look at or talk to in, in previous times, uh, because, of course, they always thought they were cushioned and nothing would happen to them. Uh, everyone gets it in their own turn, and it's always a big shock to them when it comes to them, when they get round to them. And the system we're, going, we're training the children into, too, and I've mentioned this before, I knew it pretty well when they started to bring in uh, the, uh, the detection gates in schools where you walk through to see if it anything on you, any weapons and all that nonsense, and then the raids on lockers, etc., etc. They were training our generation then to that the world they were growing into would be one where they get rigorous checks and maybe even searches, maybe even uh, padded down. And that's why the youngsters who go through the airports today uh, don't really retaliate or say much about it. They've, they've already been trained through school. And this next article I've mentioned before is out again in another school because they also want to train a generation that if you want food at school, you've got to give your fingerprints, because, you see, that's what they're going to go into as a rationing system. That's what they will see down the road. And when it comes in, they'll think it's all quite normal. It says, want lunch? Give us your fingerprints. A big brother fears at Parliament Hill schools. Uh, pupils at one of Camden's top secondary schools, secondary schools may have to provide fingerprints to get their school lunches. 
scanners could be installed at Parliament Hill School in Highgate Road to speed up queues in the canteen. That's the excuse they're giving. But in actual fact, the, the schools are getting kickbacks if they install these, and they're getting federal aid as well. Replacing the, the current swipe cards, the cashless system would use students' biometric data to record payments for school meals. Well, that trains them to use the biometric data for everything, of course. And they will grow up thinking this is all quite normal, what's all the big fuss, and uh, and, and they'll, they'll create no fuss, in fact. So I guess it the same PR reasons for it. Staff say it would save time, money, yada, 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 and all the usual nonsense that they go on about. And then you get the usual stuff about parents raising concerns, but nothing will happen, you see, because they don't make anything happen. You've got to force these characters to back off. And you can do it. If all the people says, okay, none of the children are going to school, let's see if they go and arrest all the parents for it. You've got to start doing this stuff. Or you get walked right into the mud, right under the boot. And you know it's true what I'm saying. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Tonight I'm putting up uh, two or three videos as well for you to watch and they're quite interesting because some of it's to do with um, microwave and plasma weaponry which governments were testing out back in, I think, 1985 on CNN and it's worth looking into for those who wonder what's being used today. And it shows you how far ahead they were even back then that it even trickled. If they, if they mentioned it in the news back in 1985, they'd actually had it for quite some time, obviously. Because that's how, how they really work at the top. We're the last to know what they've got. It's not just keeping secrets from any potential enemy. They've got to keep it from the public. It's amazing, amazing to me how many of the public really read all the science magazines and they think they're being told the latest. They really do believe that. They don't realize that secret services mean secret you know, and secret testing means secret, and they don't publish it in popular mechanics or popular science. Uh, that's what they do, and often we don't hear about anything until 20 years years later or something like that. And I mentioned before too, but a video, and I put it up. This may be the links maybe still in the archive section of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com uh, last year, uh, where the U.S. had used some super weaponry in Iraq. A great testing ground because, you see, no one does any checks on anything to see uh, why things happen when people are slaughtered and tested on. And a busload of people were basically decimated by some super weapon uh, that cut them apart uh, with precision and did the odd phenomenon of even putting their intestines and brains on the ceiling of the bus. Never been explained, but we know that there was a test of the U.S. weaponry. Another one was uh, that people were actually shrunken in a different test. They're about four and a half feet tall. It completely dehydrated them and utterly shrunk them. Well, that's like the plasma weaponry. And that's mentioned on these old CNN videos on microwave and plasma weaponry, if you want to see them. There's two parts to it. And another one, too, I'm putting up is one on um, George Bernard Shaw. On, in the Soviet story, uh, you'll see him uh, talking there in 19, 1930s, founder, one of the founders, main founders of the Fabian Society for International Socialism, 
backed by the Astor family, very rich people, and other big foundations to bring in this world order. And he was the one who asked scientists, you'll hear him all asking on this video from a different source, same video though, that I'll put up tonight, you'll hear him asking scientists to create a, a good painless gas they could use on the unfit. And he also uh, said that, you'll hear him saying that um, people would have to come to them to justify why they should be kept alive if they're consuming and not producing. Interesting that because that's a definition from the United Nations of a good world citizen as a good producer and consumer. If you're retired, you're a consumer, and I guess you're for the old poison gas stuff down the road or some other humane way of disposing of you. So I'll put those ones up tonight. And also, what I'd like to put up tonight is another one, because I've mentioned this before, people really think they're in charge of their own minds. I've said before, most out there are not. Most of you out there are not in charge of your own minds. I've mentioned so many studies on this show, from the big high hootspas themselves in psychology, the ones who are paid by government, I've talked about Sunstein and others, uh, all working for years, long before you were born, in fact, uh, and creating the right kinds of society, creating the right kinds of opinions, even forming groups for you to join, in fact, and managing your groups for you. And this one is about conformity, how you will give up what you see yourself, what you've just witnessed, which uh, you'll give up your own opinions for the group's opinion. And this does work, by the way, and you'll see that in this video. And uh, how you'll change your mind on so many different things you're adamant about because the others will too. They must all, I, they can't all be wrong, is what you'll say to yourself. The same technique is used for those who are used in big groups, like the Greenies and so on. They'll still declaim, they'll still exclaim that it's global warming even if they're up to their eyeballs in snow. They're all being used. Everyone's being used in this wonderful scientific laboratory they call planet Earth. And it truly is a scientific laboratory. So I'll put that up tonight on conformity and how you do conform for the group. Regardless of what your memory tells you and, and you've experienced in your own life, you will give it all up to conform to the group. And these are actual tests that are done over and over and over and probably have been for the last oh, 70, 80 years. And they always show up the same. They work in every generation. And how they can often use just one person to keep parting the same stuff, get a few of them to depart the same things, especially slogans. Remember, Lenin says we shall win by slogans, and and they must all remember they must be right. They must be right, right? It's like when they came out of the the Bushes camp at one time, and the whole team would would talk to independent newspapers or reporters, but they'd all use the same terms: weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, just like that. You see. And that works on the majority of the public because they don't reason things out for themselves. But this is what's going on. You're all being used. You're given your opinions. And unfortunately, most out there conform. And, you know, even the ones who are waking up, the first thing they do is they want to join a group. And what they do is they go hunting for forums. And I've mentioned before how Sunstein, who's helping manage all of the, the changes within the U.S. and elsewhere uh, has actually said that, that they, they either set up forums for these people to join, they know your, your psychological type, they have your MO, they have you, uh, all of you, because they're monitoring everything that you do, and 
then they manage you from within the forums. Everyone wants to belong to a group. You just can't stand thinking for themselves. Isn't that a shame? Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, talking about conformity and how people conform all the time for the group. It can be the mass group when the flag goes up because you're all trained to weep and cry and get in an emotional state because of it. And, or, or even the, the, the groups who are trying to get back to a previous time in history where they, they thought they had some rights. Uh, everyone joins a group of some kind or another, and they've got to be so careful if you do. Uh, join it, but keep your mind. Don't, don't hang up your brain when you walk in the door. Don't leave it at the door. Take your brain in with you. Uh, because you, you'd be surprised how much distortion goes on and manipulation when you join groups. Because often they'll start off with one particular uh, topic, and that's their main topic. This is their tenet. This is why they exist. And if they start veering off into some other weird avenue, you know there's something else up. They're, they've got a different agenda on the go, and they want to take you with them. And you might want to keep, go with them because now you're kind of bonded with those in the group. It's all psychology, you see. And last week I mentioned, uh, and I'd read from uh, the UK column on governments now, and they're employing these boys mightily, these brain manipulators, you might call them your mind manipulators, to use prompts and different things to guide whole societies along, you know, the proper road, the one that's designed for them to go along by their masters. And I'll put the link up to that tonight. Might backdate it to you for your shows, so you can always it'll be with the actual uh, talk that I gave, and it'll be up on my site at cuttingthroughmedics.com, so you can you can actually read it for yourself online. Because the paper I got was the actual paper paper, none the the real stuff, the stuff that doesn't hurt your eyes or manipulate your brain through various patterns that come through the internet, which actually the Pentagon's admitted to, and I've gone through the articles from them too. Now, there's a couple of callers on the line. There's Andy from Oregon. Are you there, Andy? Hello, Andy. Yes. Hey, it's an honor to talk to you, my friend. Uh, I actually just got your book in the mail today. It looks, looks awesome. I uh, can't wait to read it. It's different, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also, I was just calling. I had a chance last night to watch the Soviet story, and uh, it just it blew me away that we've got, you know, people in this world now still still wearing their little star shake of era t-shirts and trying to promote communism when they have no idea Mm -hmm. what they're talking about. They they have no idea, but I'll tell you, the ones, those who are up in your government uh, and the descendants of the ones that were doing it in the 40s, in your government, by the way, still in your government, they know darn well what they're doing because uh, that was always a plan to use a, a Marxist philosophy to bring about this wonderful scientific socialism of the whole world, which is a feudalistic system. And even the founders, as I say, in the Fabian Society talked about it. It would be a socialistic system for those on the bottom, run by massive bureaucracies, and now it's going into NGOs in Britain. It'll be the same in the States. But really, it's a, a hyper-elite at the top, very rich people who will be the overlords. And this is what they designed all that time ago. So you're right. Uh, they're wearing these little symbols, though, as it's all past and gone. 
but is alive and well. You can't eradicate a memory of something which had such impact on society. And even today, in some countries, uh, they're still using the same formula, uh, fascism versus uh, communism. Uh, So it's one or the other. You're getting left or right, take your pick. There's nothing else given to you. And so you bounce between the two, uh, hoping to get saved in the end. But in reality, they both end up on the same road. That's how they're designed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I work at a factory, and I work with uh, about three different guys who, you know, came from the former Soviet Union. And, you know, talking to them, it's it's kind of refreshing because they're, they're kind of squirming there. They see what's going on in this country, and they're, they're getting nervous. And mm-hmm. all the American guys that I work with are, you know, worrying about Super Bowl and, yeah. you know, all these dumb fashion and red carpet clothes and just this mindless zombie stuff that, Mm-hmm. That's true. I've talked to a few, quite a few from from the Soviet bloc countries, and it's true. They're all aware. They see the symptoms of the same thing here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Alan, I really appreciate your show, man. Keep up the great work. I just wanted to call and, uh, you know, say I, I appreciate the show and share that about the, the guys I work with. So thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. Bye now. And there's Alex from BC. You're there, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hello. That's British Columbia. Yep. How are you? Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. That's good. Are you are you uh, faring well with all the attacks of the intelligence community, etc.? Well, you, you, you cannot get by. I'm really ticked off with that uh, smart meter they put on the wall outside because the, the afterwards, a month later, they put up a little gadget on the nearest telegraph pole and then I found out afterwards that this uh, this meter on the wall is using um, microwave uh, information uh, technology, and it's bouncing it to that pole, and uh, it's giving off a hell of a microwave energy, and uh, you can actually measure it with a meter. And what they do with it, apparently, is um, they can use your, your home in an area and, and actually put all the other smart meters through your particular meter, I don't know how much juice it's costing me to do all that. And uh, that, that really intensifies the frequency. So I'm going to put a complaint in about this because they didn't ask permission or anything else. And I really object to, to being bombarded with this. I can hear the meter humming all the time inside here. Yeah, yeah well, we, we're having the same thing out here. Um, but it, it seems that there's several different sources. One's definitely the, the plasma shield, like uh, the harp shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it almost seems as if they can scan parts of your brain and just neutralize them. And then there's all well, actually, those those I'll tell you one thing. Those links I'm putting up tonight from 1985 uh, go into that technology and how it was designed also to manipulate the human brain. This is 1985 CNN, and uh, and how some folk at that time were complaining about it, but they did admit uh, it could affect it, it did affect the human brain and different frequencies could affect you in other ways as well. So they've been at this for such a long time, again, to pacify the public. If you wonder why they're dumb, stupid, and quite happy and the Super Bowl's going on, and they're talking trivia, and, and mind you, they're immersed in a hundred different TV stations to goggle at, you know. But the, the fact is they are being dumbed down and manipulated by uh, these particular waves. But you'll also hear, which is interesting on the, the, these documentaries, uh, is... 
the heart, the, the, the woodpecker effect, because you see, Russia was the first, uh, it was a Soviet system, they, they were the first ones to use the harp technology. They had, uh, uh, back in the 80s, uh, a, a big, sta- a big tower put up in, I think it was in uh, Latvia, and they broadcast what they called the woodpecker effect. It was picked up in Canada, first of all. That was in the Montreal Gazette back then. And and you'll hear how it sounds. Now, I can still pick it up 24 hours a day now on my shortwave radio here, the exact same sound. And since 2001, it's been a constant 24 hours a day because it's coming from Alaska now. Like a continuous mass mind control system. Yeah, it's, it's control. Uh, they tested it out on the people of Maine, by the way, a few years back. And uh, and the, all the social services, the police, the hospitals were in on the big act. They were told to not, uh, keep record of anything unusual. And they, in one frequency they used, they found domestic animals started biting their, the, the masters. The, the cattle in the fields were running like crazy all over the place. Um, there was fights galore, domestic uh, disturbances that didn't happen before. And then when they tried a different frequency, it pacified them all. So they know exactly what how, what works and how it works. Yeah. It's it's like what happened to me back on uh, November the the 12th or 19th um, when we had to move out of our apartment we've been in for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. We had this uh, woodpecker sound. In fact, the the manager of the building said, "Oh, are you sure it's not just woodpeckers? People have been complaining about hearing." Yeah, and yeah. the guy above us went just bananas on us. He kept us awake um, 20 times a night for six months. Yeah. And then attacked well, well, actually, that CBC documentary that I also put up last week, it was a recent documentary. It was on radio. I put the link up. You can listen to the effects of even the microwave towers that they put on top of buildings and the effects it's had on a lot of the people living right underneath them. Uh, headaches, uh, skin rashes, uh, all kinds of bizarre symptoms. And of course, it has to happen. This does not, this stuff is not a, uh, there in nature, uh, certainly not at these frequencies. And they know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing, but uh, they're not going to back off. They want more and more stuff to be wireless. I guess we're all disposable, really, at this level. You know? Yeah, we're like livestock. Hey, you did such a good job on uh, your healthcare and uh, the the uh, experimentation they did through the uh, psych ward and and the uh, hospitals and uh, how they desensitized the doctors. It was so good. Last That's week. how it is. Yeah, that's how it is. Though, and it's, it's happened. Um, the psychiatric hospitals were. I remember there's a, again a good uh, video up on YouTube. You'll hear one of the top ex-CIA directors talk about that era. He said there was hundreds of universities involved, professors involved in, in the MK Ultra experiments. It wasn't just into the one area of Cameron uh, with ECT, you know, shock treatment and so on, and LSD. It went far, far beyond that. And um, they're still at it today under different names and guises. And that's where the guys like Sunstein today get all their data from, ongoing experimentations upon the population's who are unwitting. You can't notify a subject that you're experimenting on them or they get false results. You'd be aware of them experimenting on you. So it's, it's people in society who get the experiments done on them. And this is uh, ongoing. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Monsanto did on us mm-hmm. with the uh, GMO. Oh, well, uh, this is one of the biggest crimes of the century. Uh, the fact that the Canadian government could, could literally make secret deals and admit it when they were caught out uh, but that, but by then we'd been eating this stuff uh, at wide scale across Canada for 10 years. 
Yeah, for ten years, and if it, yeah, God. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, come on, people still vote for your government, and here they are making secret deals to see the cancer rate shoot up and the stomach cancers go way up, and intestinal problems go way up, and the immune system break down even further, and they know, and they know all this stuff, but they want to see it actually happen. We are literally disposable because those who run our countries are put in there by internationalists. Uh, for international purposes, for their great society they're bringing in in the future. And uh, we are literally at the moment going through uh, an era where we're disposable along the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, the uh, microwave plasma weaponry link you're going to put up, it'll, it'll be uh, something I'll look very much uh, forward to seeing. Um, I saw one myself on YouTube. It's a three-part one called Secret Particle Weapons. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's in my Directed Energy Weapons playlist on my YouTube channel. Um, so you find hire. even CBC did a document. Well, it's actually it was on one of the national, the CBC national one night about 1998, and you saw these big pineapple things going up. They tried to tell us it was all to do with radar, and uh, they're putting all along the coastline in different areas. But in actual fact, it's it's, it's actually harp technology uh, that works together and like, it causes a grid across the country. And uh, other other later videos exposed that and actually said what they were. Yeah. Yeah, we've got links for that as well. There's uh, some really good stuff on YouTube that shows the uh, harp bases and then the reflector shields up in the sky, and then they use the plasma screen as a transmitter. And, That's of right. course, we're all the antenna. But yeah, it, it and as, as I say, though, what you're, what you're living through is, you see, we're not in reality. You understand people are not living in reality because they're not given reality. We're given a fake reality. We're given a mush reality. Uh, the, the true reality is way above us, controlling uh, in so many different ways and testing and, and uh, experimenting on us, and we're never given a true reality. They can't tell you what they're doing or we'd have to do something about it, you know, and they know that too. They're well aware of it. But the problem is too, once you expose something, people like, especially Canadians, they're so uh, complacent, they simply say, oh well, you know, it looks like a carrot to me, uh, you know, it looks fine, to, I'll eat it anyway. And there wasn't a big fuss about it in Canada, even with the food. So um, unfortunately, simply exposing it, it doesn't really work when you're looking around at damaged people. Um, remember, the end, the end product of mind control uh, is the fact that the, the subjects don't know they're under it. And once they're under it, it's very difficult to deprogram anybody. You don't have the time or the lifespan to deprogram people, even on an individual level. It works so incredibly well. All you can truly do is look for the occasional person who's asking the right questions and has some life in them and some indignation in them. That's all you can do. And there, there's very few out there, but um, one person can write an awful lot of stuff in their lifetime if they want to. But uh, thanks for calling, Alex. And I'll go on to Sid in Indiana, I think it is. Is it? Is Sid there? Hello. Uh, I was listening to your show on the telephone and, and missed a lot of it, but I want to know if you uh, broached the subject of scalar weaponry. I haven't mentioned that tonight, but that is also touched on in those videos I'm putting up tonight. The link's up from 1984, I think it is, or 85, CNN, when they go into this technology that was being experimented with back then uh, on a big scale. Uh, so uh, I, I know what you mean, though, with scalar weaponry. 
and what it does and so on. But yeah, they haven't stopped that with Star Wars. They kept going, and they're way beyond that now, too. They've really refined everything to an incredible level, yeah. Well, I understand that that those in power have said, and uh, uh, don't get me wrong, because I am not anti-Israel at all, not one bit, but I understand that the uh, uh, president of Israel has said that he'd rather lose a city than reveal his scalar weaponry. That's how bad that power is. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's incredibly potent. I mean, you understand that, that you know, uh, even the inventors of it, going way, way back um, to the 20s, uh, talked about um, uh, using that to wipe out entire cities back then. One, one button. One button, yeah. yeah. And you can also direct it as well from, from a, a vehicle, for instance, an army vehicle, quite simply. Uh, so, yeah, this stuff is lethal. And that's what they mean, too. that's why they mean too, that they're not worried about any revolution, as Bertrand Russell said, from the public, because they'd be so overwhelmingly, uh, um, met with weaponry they hadn't even heard of, never mind imagined. Uh, and so, that's where we are today. I wanted yeah. to get your feelings on, uh, if you, I don't know if you know the news today, but our, um, our, uh, 112th Congress, uh, today, extended for the, I think it's for the seventh or eighth time, the Patriot Act. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I read that it was coming up. Well, and, no, they, they mm-hmm. voted on it earlier in the week, and it mm-hmm. failed. Yeah. It did not pass. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they vote on it again yeah. three days later, and uh, they've got the votes to pass it. Well, you, you know how that happens, don't you? Oh, yeah. You know, they simply go into the ones who hold out. The ones who hold out are holding out for cash, folks. Yeah. If you don't know that, that's how it's done. Power and cash and up the ladder. And that's what they do. It's a common thing. It's not because they want to stand up for the public. Yeah. I spent the last four days on the telephone to different representatives, uh, and I don't have any faith in the system anymore at all. No. I no. just do it because it needs to be said. It needs to be said. And you're right, you're right on there. And uh, yeah. I talked to Michelle Bachman's office, who is the, you know, the head of the, she's the heart and soul of the Tea Party. Uh, her office said today that uh, uh, on the second time she, you want me to hold? Yeah, hold and we'll come back with you after this break. Hi folks, we're back in Cutting Through the Matrix talking to Sid from, I think it's, um, he's in Indiana. You still there, Sid? Yes, I am. Yes. I just wanted to say, in finishing up, because I know you're short on time, that when I spoke to Michelle Bachman's office today, I was polite and I was kind and considerate of her staff, but under no circumstances was I not going to be heard. And I told, I told them that I was ashamed of her and that she voted just the way Nancy Pelosi would have voted. Yep. I'm trying to dig, trying to dig at some kind of conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about a group of people that are subject to groupthink. Oh my God. Yep. Well, I'm telling you, if you join any group, it's a, it's at the risk of losing your own identity. But, what and, I, but I mean, when you become a senator or a, a representative in the United States, the power that you wield should make you understand that you that you're that you don't have any 
any allegiance to the group. You have an allegiance to the people that put you into, into power. And if, if we don't call and tell these people that we're watching them, we're watching them real close, and that we're ashamed of the way they're voting, they're going to just keep doing it. Oh, I know. I know. Hey, guys, and, and, I won't hold you any longer. Thank you so much for a good show tonight. Thanks for calling. But uh, that's true, you know, you, 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 as I say, you've you got to watch the, 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 the groups in the front that are put out there. Even if you start off as a true group, I'm telling you, within it, before a week's out, it's taken over by someone else, and it's often a different direction, and the funding comes in from elsewhere. And that's standard procedure. You know something, the government doesn't even allow a poetry group to exist in a library without knowing who all the members are, and I'm not kidding about that either. You know, you you just can't form a grassroots without them being inf- them infiltrating immediately to find out what you're up to, and then steering you off in you know the proper direction, so you're harmless. Or actually, you'll end up um, on the opposite side in a full circle without even knowing it and opposing the wrong thing. But um, that's the way it is. And there's also uh, Nikola Nikola Tesla was a guy. He was actually paid to d- design a weapon that would take out an entire city. And that was his great ambition, not just giving us all electricity and stuff like they tried to tell you. He was actually paid to find uh, high-tech weaponry. And he came up with this idea of using these, the scalar weaponry. And it could work in his day, he said, to knock out an entire city if need be. That means knock out everyone uh, who lived in the city or kill them. You can actually turn off the, the impulses that, that affect your brain. They make your heart beat, if it, for instance. And even the FBI were using this stuff at the high levels in CIA, the high levels back in the 50s, in portable models they could put in their pocket, by the way. That came out with Nick Bagage a long time ago before he joined the UN. And he showed some of this stuff in a documentary on the Canadian broadcasting television a while ago. Now, there's also uh, Michael from Pennsylvania. Are you there, Michael? Hello? Hi. Yes. Hi, um, I was just wondering what your uh, thoughts were on the situation in Egypt and Iran now. Um, it seems like the powers that be are ramping up the Middle East and uh, shaking that hornet's nest and trying to bring the uh, the war to end all wars, if you will. Yeah, well, they are, and, and tomorrow I'm going to, go, going to go into that in more depth because I've got I've got into the color revolutions, uh, Brzezinski behind them. Uh, George Soros funding them as well. The NGOs are all getting flown in there, of course, to stir up trouble. And um, they've got a whole shopping list of countries they want to bring under into a new socialist system, but ultimately they want to destroy what's left of Islam. Islam will not be allowed to be Islam anymore. You've got to come into the, the new system where moral relativity will guide you, but the masters above you will tell you what's, what's what the new rights are, you see. And, of course, you can do anything you want to when there's, when there's no wrong or bad or evil. That's what our masters do to us here. Uh, from Hamish, myself, from Tierra Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>